Hi, I'm Claire Boyle from McSweeney's, and you're listening to Milk from Coinspice. You're listening to Milk, Soothing Crypto's Burn, with host C. Edward Kelso from Coinspice.io. Your home for just spicy crypto things online. Far uh, with your work at uh, uh, producing the Anarcho-Pulco gathering, uh, it looks like we're <clears throat> two months away now uh, from the. Uh, it, I guess you guys are you hosting it this year, um, right around Valentine's Day in 2019. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The main event starts on Valentine's Day and runs for four days. Um, within that four days, we have Crypto Poco as well, and we also have uh, the Free Your Family Camp and the Health and Wellness. So. Four full days starting on Valentine's Day. Wow, wow. And obviously, it kind of the name sort of gives it away, uh, Anarcho Pulco. But uh, do you ever, you know, my listeners, uh, Coinspice uh, readers generally um, have run into anarchists of, of a kind and of a sort. Um, is, is, is the anarchy name, is it, is it scary? Does it, is it off-putting at all for people? Or, or do you think... Uh, um, more people are just kind of over it now and more interested in the ideas. Well, I think it's kind of shifting in our culture. I definitely think the label anarchism or anarchy definitely scares some people off. But once they hear what it means, I think most people are natural born anarchists. And that's interesting that you say that because I think uh, a lot of people will, will, will hear the name and associate it with crotch grabbing hoodlums who throw trash cans through, uh, uh, through Starbucks windows. That's not at all what you guys represent. No, no, I think, I think the statists are the ones grabbing crotches from what I remember. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's interesting because the propaganda that's been put out there for, for decades about anarchism is that it's a violent philosophy and throwing Molotov cocktails and people all dressed in black. And uh, it's interesting when you really uh, research the history of how that came to be. It's really kind of a government-imposed uh, belief, but I've never known more peaceful peace-loving people and freedom-loving people as anarchists. So it's not at all what most people think. And there's, there's a, it's, it's, it's an interesting strain of, of anarchism that, that Anarcopulco represents in that, you know, as, as, as we've, you know, just, just discussed, uh, there is this idea that it, it is, is kind of bomb-throwing, quote-unquote. But really what it is, is a divorce from coercive, institutions. Uh, so you may choose to live a life that um, has a, a governance system and, uh, and, and contract that way, but being forced into it is, is kind of where, where you meet anarchists. Is, is, that, is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, anarchism is just taking part in voluntary exchanges only and not being forced and not putting yourself in a situation where you are forced to do things against your will. And most people don't realize how conditioned they are to, to be in a more authoritarian dynamic. So I think anarchists are really opening people's eyes to what freedom really means and truly living it in a lot of ways that other people didn't know were possible. It's, uh, we're, we're having this debate inside the, uh, so in, in case you're, you're, you're unfamiliar with the, the silly inside baseball here, we have, of course, Bitcoin, 
and then the thousand sub um, uh, iterations on that on that theme. And within that is a fork called Bitcoin Cash, and then within that, uh, it's recently forked off uh, to uh, to even more um, um, iterations. And so there's a debate now within the Bitcoin Cash community. One side wants to go, and I'm not going to pretend they're evenly divided by any stretch, but just for the sake of uh, of introducing you to the topic uh, specifically, one side wants to go more for regulation, embracing government, and has even just come out and said, we're not anti, we're pro-government. We, we want government involved. This is how crypto gets adopted and becomes a world money and so on and so forth. And the other side is the side that I think um, my listeners and uh, uh, certainly our readers are, 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 are slightly more um, sympathetic towards is, is not that. <laughs> I, I do want to call them anarchists. But the whole sort of reason for crypto uh, seems to be getting lost. And one of the arguments that the pro-government, pro-regulation um, uh, people, pro-mainstreaming people in, in that regard make is that it's, this is the adult way, that crypto needs to grow up, that it needs to embrace uh, sort of legacy finance and so on. Um, <clears throat> you guys, this is a long way to go, you guys seem to take anarchism in a very adult direction in the sense that it's not just craziness and then let's all go slam heroin. There's some really productive people, right? Oh yeah. I mean, and the diversity within the anarchist community is, is enormous. I mean, there's everything from anarcho-capitalists all the way to uh, voluntarists, which take on the label of, of more peace and what we are for. And so it's really interesting, just the di diversity. So I, um, I definitely feel as though crypto is one huge, huge step in the direction of freedom. And I think that when people learn that government involved at all will only take from that aspect of freedom. And crypto will change as we know it if government ever gets involved. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think uh, I think even the uh, the detractors would would admit that. I think they want that that sort of change. And it's funny, I've been interviewing uh, different people who have uh, very much uh, uh, sort of the bona fides of, of mainstream culture, whether they're, you know, professors or, or what have you. And uh, they're all about, they're all about embracing that, that, that ethos. And it's nice to know that there are people that are still kind of keeping alive um, that cypherpunk idea um, that, you know, let's, let's, let's be separate from it. Um, <clears throat> now, you, when we did sort of the pre-interview, uh, you were saying that you're not like the biggest crypto advocate, but as you just said, uh, you believe it's it's a way towards freedom. Um, can you kind of go into your your experience with crypto and 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 how you found it? Yeah, yeah, and it's not that I'm not an advocate. I'm just not like the most proficient speaker about crypto because it's, sure. it's really complicated to me, and I'm still, uh, you know, I have Bitcoin. I'm, I'm very involved in cryptocurrency, but a lot of it's 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 a challenge to learn about when I was conditioned in school to think I was really, really bad at math and numbers. So this goes all the way back to my childhood thinking sure. to do with numbers is scary. And so for me, this is really kind of brave to take it on and learn about it. And I have a lot of friends who are, you know, big voices in crypto who have taught me a lot, but um, yeah, so crypto, I've been involved in crypto just as a side effect of living anarchism and living peaceful parenting and running events. And I really don't think that I'd be where I am today without it because I, I feel like last year in Acapulco, so many people were introduced to crypto and it, and it seems like 
people that really step brought crypto into the mainstream like there, there's nobody that doesn't really know or hasn't heard of bitcoin you hear it all the time right. mentioned on tv um any anytime i get in a cab or even anywhere i go somebody knows about bitcoin so things are definitely shifting and so i can appreciate crypto i love it my kids know about it um uh, all about educating people about it for sure and i find that interesting because um, and you were you were sort of hesitating, like, hey, look, I'm not like the biggest crypto person on the planet. Um, I like it and everything else, but you know, aren't you guys like sort of crypto centric? And yet, you told me you said I owe. This is you speaking to me on on the pre interview that you owe a lot of your career and kind of especially now um, with with Anarchopuco to crypto. So what it's what's sort of interesting to me is that you're actually the use case. So you're actually, to me, more important than, say, the developers or the people who are, you know, pundits or philosophers, you know, and, and going out there waxing and so on. You're, you're actually, you were brought to it in, in the most sort of pragmatic way. Like, you know, here, you, it's useful. You know, we can pay you in this. You can, you can, uh, you can operate in this. There's, it's frictionless. You know, you don't need the, the normal identification stuff and bank accounts and so on. Um, so I, I like that fact. Um, that uh, that I think you're sort of the test case, or, or people like you uh, are the test case, and that they're brought into crypto just by seeing its power. Like obviously, you're philosophically inclined, and you're uh, you're an activist, and you're you're already sort of. Uh, I I often say that uh, anarchists are um, kind of predisposed to to Bitcoin, um, but <clears throat> even beyond that, I think you you kind of you kind of get the power in in, in practical ways. Is is that safe to say? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of this analogy that worked for me. You know, I, I don't need to know exactly how my engine works to drive a car. And if I, if I did, I don't know if I'd necessarily be driving. So I think people have to realize that crypto can seem really complicated and confusing, but you don't need to know exactly, exactly how it all works to reap the benefits. So if you're somebody who's just like so nervous about, oh, it's so confusing to me, and, and uh, you kind of stay away from learning about it because you think it's too much, it, it really isn't. And the more you talk to people about it, the more normalized it seems. And slowly but surely, um, I'm learning more about it when I step into that uh, awareness that I don't need to know exactly how it works. Yeah, no, and, and I, uh, I'm with you 100% on that. Um, I can't really tell you how my television works, uh, how email works. I mean, I can get into some basic stuff, but, um, you know, I don't need to know. Like, as long as it does, you know, sort of what it's meant to do, um, that's, exactly. that's all I really need. So, yeah, that's, that's a perfect way to put it. Um, so let's let's marry the two. Let's marry um, anarchism and uh, or voluntarism and crypto. Uh, you, you you told me before that you believe it's it's kind of it keeps creeping more and more into anarcho-pulco, in, into the festival. Um, what what are your plans this year for it? Well, last year we had Cryptopoco on a separate day, and it was an additional ticket. Well, this year so many people wanted more from the Cryptopoco. Uh, aspect that we made it four full days and we included it in the price of the intercopoco nice. ticket so it's like a conference within a conference and um this if you go to intercopoco.com you can see all the speakers and we have a full lineup and people are so excited about it and this year we have a family camp at intercopoco and we're having yeah, sessions to, to educate yeah i'm so excited we're having sessions to educate kids about crypto early on and some people are going to assist with getting them them wallets and they're going to have sessions we're going to have sessions uh, for parents to help educate their children about it. And we're having an entrepreneurial fair for kids and the kids are all going to take crypto. So I think starting early 
this is going to be just second nature for our kids if we can start them early understanding it and, and using it. And you, this is, this is, you know, sort of your sweet spot, right? This is, uh, uh, this is your, your background as far as I understand it. You're very, very much involved in uh, what is known as peaceful parenting and unschooling. Um, how do you approach this um, as a, if, if you were going to recommend um, crypto to, uh, to, pe to parents and how they introduce it to their kids, how, how might you, you, you go about that? Well, for one, I don't believe as an advocate for freedom with children and respect that we should ever force it or manipulate or coerce kids into learning about something that they have no interest in. So the first important thing is that your child is interested and wants to learn about it. And then you just base the learning on who you know they are as a learner. And so some kids are really um, more uh, able to learn from books. Some are more video or visually focused for learning, or it's a more hands-on uh, experience or a mentorship. So I think it just depends on your child, um, respecting if they want to learn about it or not. But I think you getting excited about it is a really important thing. Like your passion for crypto will trickle down to your child, and they'll want to understand and learn more about it. So in my life, I have four kids. They've never been to school. They've always been raised um, unschooling and peaceful parenting, and they're 11, 14, 17, and 19. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It uh, blows my mind how quickly time goes that I've had been a mother for 20 years. But um, <laughs> the ones that were interested in crypto, we talk about it. There's great videos out there, too. There's crypto for kids on YouTube. And just start talking about it and using it. And my kids wanted to be paid their allowance in crypto. So we started doing that <laughs> <laughs> because they can buy so much online with it. And um, they love using it. I, I think it's a really fascinating tool for them. And when you can learn, you can learn so much from your kids because they really do this with ease because they're really more evolved in a lot of ways than we were. So, so yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to facil facilitate learning for your children. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Um, well, Anarchopuco sounds like uh, from, you know, I had Jeffrey Tucker on uh, a few months back and, and he was, that was a hilarious um, uh, endorsement of it. Obviously he's, he's uh, one of the speakers there and I'm going to ask you in a second who some of the speakers are this year, but uh, he was hilarious in that he said, Oh, it's a silly name. When he first heard it, he thought no one will go to this. And now it's become, <clears throat> I mean, I'm trying to think of maybe there's Freedom Fest in Las Vegas that comes yes. somewhat close. Oh, but close I don't think anybody can touch you guys. Go, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Freedom Fest is a lot different. Freedom Fest was a cool event. I went to it this year for the first time. But I think it's more um, speaker-based. Where yeah. we're more community, we're more community-based. So we have a lot of activations, tons of things for families to do, for people to do, all over the property, the Princess Hotel. So it's more of a festival, Anarchapoco is, than a conference. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's and a really wild experience. There's there's nothing else like it, right? I mean, I I I can't. There's nothing I can think of that's that, that comes anywhere near you guys. I mean, no, not not that I could think of, not in this realm. Uh, Jeffrey Tucker is the MC this year, which is really yeah. amazing because he's been in the realm of. Uh, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. He runs Bitcoin Embassy in Atlanta. He's a, a huge um, supporter of Anarchopoco and a wonderful, wonderful person. So we're so excited to have him. And <laughs> well, he's emceeing for six full days. Yeah, he told me, he said, you know, this is going to put a dent into his drinking, he said. <laughs> so uh, he, he, was, he was slightly miffed at the idea. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he loves it. He absolutely loves it and uh, says it, uh, it, is, it is the place to be for, uh, for the voluntary set. And, and how many people are you expecting this year? Um, we're expecting like around between um, 2,500 and 3,000 people. Wow. Wow. And a extremely dumb question. 
it's in uh, uh, I almost almost said in Acapulco. It's in Acapulco, Mexico. Is that correct? <laughs> it is. And the funny thing is, a lot of people call it Anarcapulco. It's <laughs> kind of just been named that, the city of Acapulco at this stage. But um, yeah, it's in uh, Acapulco, and there's a lot going on during that time. Some people come down for like a whole month. Some people end up just right. never leaving, never leaving there. So it's a really wonderful place, and there's so much propaganda by the government against Acapulco. And I'll tell you, it really is all propaganda. Acapulco is like any other city. You've got to be careful and, and watch your back and be, be smart. Sure. But it's no, uh, no less safe than anywhere in the U.S. In fact, in fact, it's much safer than most major U.S. cities. Yeah, I, I, I definitely um, believe that. And why, I, mean, I know the answer to this, but for those listening, why Acapulco? Why, why, why was that chosen as, as, as sort of the spot? Well, Jeff Berwick is the one who founded and first um, started right. in, in Acapulco, and he lives there. So he knows what a wonderful city it is. He had a lot of connections down there to some people that lived there that were anarchists. And he just invited a bunch of people the first year, basically. This is Jeffrey Tucker from the American Institute for Economic Research, and you are listening to Milk from Coinspice. And I was, I've been going since the first year I was invited to speak. So it went from an event with like a little over 100 people every year growing this is the fifth year all the way up to 3000 so people love it there i mean it's such a great place to go and vacation it's super affordable to be there the weather is like perfect and the community there the local community is, is loves having us so it has a real welcoming feeling it's just like a great space to go to and um, vacation at the same time right i can't believe how how much it's grown um it is it is an unbelievable conference um well very 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 cool um <clears throat> how do you personally um, get into, I mean, you're a mom. Um, I, mean, I, I kind of know you from afar as, as sort of a, a radical person, but how, how do you, cause you seem, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. You seem so normal. Uh, how do you get into something like anarchism? Like where's your bandana and where's your, uh, your trash can that you're going to throw through, uh, throw, uh, through uh, Starbucks window. How, how do you get into this kind of stuff? Well, the funny thing is it happened really naturally for me and anarchism to me is just a natural extension of what I was living already as a mom. So um, I've been an advocate and speaker and author for almost 20 years, uh, traveling the world, speaking about unschooling and peaceful parenting and hosting events. And I was invited to be on a, a few different shows, uh, podcasts. So I was on Jeff Berwick's show. I was on Stefan Molyneux, right. several people, uh, Adam Kokesh way back in like 2012. Well, I guess it wasn't that far away, <laughs> but it seems like way back. In, in, our, in our world, it's, a, it's an eternity, yeah. Right, right. And so they all wanted me on because it was the first time that any of them had heard about unschooling. And they realized that it totally was just like anarchy, but at home, that philosophy of peace, love, and respect. And so I basically introduced the anarchist community to unschooling while they introduced me to anarchism. And we were basically like, wow, I, am, I, I realized I was an anarchist. And the unschooling and peaceful parenting philosophy resonated with all of them so much that, um, yeah, I just, I stepped into it and I was invited to events all over the country. And um, I've since, I, I can't believe how, how powerful this is. So anarchy to me is just an extension of natural mothering. And mm. uh, it, it is a more, like if you were on a deserted island, living anarchism would be the most natural way to live. So it's not a crazy sure. radical thing at all. It, it's very much um, in alignment with my personal beliefs and philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, and I love again how you how you just kind of slide into things like you sort of realize, hey, this is just you know I don't need this you know massive declaration. I need to read all these books and 
and you know rationalize myself into it it's it's the way i'm living it's the way that i uh navigate through through the world so that's that's also a really cool story um on in Acapulco or or this particular year the 2019 one um the theme this year is again i don't have it in front of me it's life unchained life so unchained. the theme the theme is focused on unchaining your your life in all different areas so a lot of people will let go of certain aspects of of their lives knowing that they could get more freedom in certain areas but we're there to introduce um unchaining yourself from from fiat currency unchaining yourself from health and wellness introducing people to alternative medicine all the different things out there that government has controlled and kind of dictated in our lives including the institution of school medicine it's so focused on money and medicating people um it's about unchaining yourself with your own creativity and connection with other people and unchaining yourself from from government in general so there's so many aspects of unchaining that we're touching on and so we just thought it was a great name for the theme this year and, it, and it's proven to be so so far yeah i love the uh, love the the splash page uh, on uh, anarchopoco.com. Uh, it really is cool. Um, so speakers this year, uh, it looks like, well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to steal your thunder. Who, who do you have this year uh, speaking besides Jeffrey Tucker? Well, we have 200 speakers. So if I was to sit there and list them all, I think it might be a little <laughs> bit longer than an interview. So what are the ones that jump out at you that you see there? Well, I think the big one that, that, uh, some of the names, uh, that, that jump out of course would be Ron Paul. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Ron Paul's second year back. He loved it the first year. We're so happy that he's that he's wanting to come back, and he's always like a standing room only kind of talk. So he's definitely the headliner. Um, yeah, we're excited to have him. He's your he's your he's your token uh, 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 minarchist, token former statist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you're, <laughs> For you're, sure. you're token government thug. Um, right. Well, yeah, uh, margaritas and and Ron Paul and and Mexico is is awesome. Uh, you have uh, Judge Napolitano coming, is, is is that correct? Yeah, that's our first year having Judge Knapp here, and we're so excited. He has a big um, following, and he's very much in alignment with our philosophy, so we're excited to hear what he has to say on the main stage. Yeah, a lot of these guys were, uh, you know, kind of like, as, as you described yourself, uh, I was thinking about the, some of the speakers that you have, such as uh, Ron Paul and uh, Judge Knapp, in that they too, you know, obviously their their work was you know slightly different, uh, and that they they were part of the state, and then kind of discovered through working that they were indeed anarchists. I don't know if Ron Paul has fully you know gone over and and said the anarchy word in relation to how he feels about things, but um, he certainly has embraced it uh, um, as as a fellow traveler. Um, yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, let's see here. So you've also got what really stood out to me is Cynthia McKinney, the former U.S. Uh, congresswoman. What that seemed to come out of left field. What, how did you guys uh, score her? Um, yeah, she's just really loved, and and she's more and more in alignment with our philosophy. So getting her was a wonderful way to to bring her beliefs and her philosophy in, and. She's, she's sharing more and more about her belief in anarchism and freedom. So we're, we're thrilled to have her. So many people love that woman. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's not somebody I would have ever pegged uh, to be at Anarchopuco. So that is incredible. Um, I'm looking here uh, at the page. Is, is there anybody that, that you feel like either their first year or is, is a must-see who's been there 
um, a couple of times you just go, Hey, this person just every year brings it. You, you need to go. Oh my goodness. Like there's so, there's so many people like that for one, Jeff Berwick, the founder, he's an amazing speaker. He inspires people. He's, he's the one that founded the entire event. So him uh, for, for sure. Uh -huh. um, we have David Icke this year, which is a, an amazing thing. He's really controversial and radical and right. uh, anarchist. So he's, he's speaking and he's doing a four hour talk. There's so many people that are speaking again that we love. Um, so Benny Wills is a really amazing voice for, for peace and liberty, and he's going to be doing a 15-minute segment every single day. So what he has to offer is a really alternative way to introduce people to anarchism, and that's through, through poetry and through per performance. And so he's an incredible, incredible person that we're so happy to have back. Yeah, last year I, I remember you guys had a, had a muralist, right? And uh, as people were speaking, the, the, the muralist or the artist was back there painting at the same time, which was really interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mir One is an artist that's joining us again. He, he's part of the fabric of uh, Intercapulco, so he'll be doing his thing with art the whole time. And um, that, that was a really kind of cool thing to have happening at the same time that people were speaking, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I see here, th you, guys, you guys got Thaddeus Russell. And uh, if listeners don't know who Thaddeus Russell is, um, uh, he's an author and, and, and a historian and a, a postmodernist, really. Um, the Renegade History of the United States is uh, is a badass book. Uh, is this his first time? Do you know? This is Thaddeus's first time. Yes, and we're very excited that he's going to be joining us. So this is his first year. Yes, I'm pulling up the speakers now to be able to share with you more. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I'm I'm looking at it too. And uh, last year it was funny. I was going to go, and then I I pulled out in the last second and had to do some other things, and then. Of course, that would be the year you guys friggin' get none other than members of the Wu Tang Clan to come down. And, <laughs> and they contacted us. That's what's so badass. They <laughs> oh, did they really? Us. <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They contacted Jeff Berwick and said, "We want to learn more about cryptocurrency." All right. They they contacted him and they wanted to come. So this isn't like we're reaching out to people. I mean, people are coming to us from places that we never even expected. So. They did a performance for us too at an awesome uh, venue, and it was it was crazy and wild. So the music portion is uh, a real important thing to Jeff Berwick. The whole festival feel is really growing for us. We're going to have different art um, activities, collaborative art pieces. There's going to be different musical performers that we're announcing in the next couple months. Next, excuse me, next couple weeks. So yeah. Oh, so, so you have some some tricks. Uh tricks up your sleeve. Yeah, there's a lot actually that we have yet to announce that we're going to be soon. So it's wonderful. Um, Eric July is going to be on the main stage this year. So right, for right. those of you that don't, don't know who Eric is, he is the front man uh, for the band, the metal band Backwards. Yeah. And Backwards is performed with us every year and they're incredible. And Eric July is a really, really strong voice. And so this is the first time he's, he's up going to be speaking. So I'm really anxious to see him in that role because he's, oh my God, he's so amazing as yeah. a singer. To hear him him speak is something really wonderful that we're supporting this year. Yeah, entrepreneur, um, really, really, really fascinating guy. Um, so, if people want more information, uh, how can they get it about Anarchopulco 2019? They can go to anarchopulco.com, and we have all the information on the website. You can contact me anytime. Um, again, my name is Dana Martin. You could find me on Facebook, or you could email me um, Dana at anarchopulco.com, and I'm happy to facilitate whatever. Um, you want to add, contribute to the event, or if you have any questions. Our extensive list of speakers, I mean, we, we barely touched on, touched <laughs> yeah. on them. Um, there, there's so many. I mean, we have uh, Vin Armani, Derek Rose, Sasha Daygame, Gina Carr, Mark Passio, Max Egan, 
Lots of crypto uh, people. Tons and tons of crypto people. So G. Edward Griffin, uh, Brian Forrester, Luke, Luke Rutkowski, he's, he's speaking again, and he does um, We Are Change University also as part of the event. So, so much to say. I'm out of breath already. <laughs> well, um, I have taken up way too much of your time. I super appreciate you coming on. Uh, learned a ton. And again, I wanted to throw my computer out the window. Uh, last year when I saw <laughs> that Wu-Tang was there and you guys chartered buses and went up to this great club. And so anyway, <laughs> yeah. don't miss, don't be like me. Uh, don't miss an Arcapulco 2019. That's uh, easy to remember because it's on Valentine's Day this year. So take your sweetheart down there and, and, uh, and live it up. Yeah. Well, I hope you can make it this year for us. I hope you can come. I'm going to try. <laughs> good, good. You, guys awesome. are, you guys are also offering a discount, right? Yeah, we have a wonderful holiday discount right now on, uh, on the room and the ticket together. So go to the website, check it out. There's only a few left. Hurry up, <laughs> buy it before it completely sells out. And, um, and this thing yeah, does well, sell out. That's not, that's not hype. Oh, yeah. It's not a gimmick. This thing friggin' sells out. Every year. Every <laughs> so year. it's going to be, uh, it's a, we have to keep getting bigger and bigger venues. So it's definitely going to sell out this year. It's going to be hugely um, an amazing experience. And we hope you can all join us. So you can uh, learn more about anarchism and, and freedom in, in every area of your life. You can unchain yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Uh, I really appreciate all of your time. And um, they can find you at anarchopuco.com. And also, you have your personal website. Is that right? Yes, it's uh, danamartin.com, D-A-Y-N-A-M-A-R-T-I-N. So you can learn about my personal advocacy. I've written three books. I'm a parenting coach. Um, I'm a speaker. I travel the world speaking at events and if you are interested in learning more about what I do then you can go to my website or contact me anytime through the other sources that I gave you and I guess this is a good time as any to uh, just say thank you because um, uh, personal anecdote and aside doesn't have anything to do with crypto uh, at least overtly um, I read an article or a blog post that was being shared uh, a couple of years ago and you were talking about reading and how there was so much pressure on younger kids to, you got you to read by this time, and, and you have to have, you know, this amount of vocabulary, otherwise you're, you're behind all this other stuff, and you weren't like, you know, not, you know, let's anarchy reading, and no, you don't need to read, that's statist. You were saying, obviously, reading is super important, but you want kids to sort of come to it on their own, and I thought, well, this lady's crazy. This lady's nuts, and I have <laughs> a, um, have a, uh, the time she was, I want to say five years old, so she's seven now. And a, a brilliant kid. She has obviously nothing to do with me. Her mother is super, super, super intelligent. And I was, I was, I was directly instructing her. I, I was, you know, you know, the, you know, say this and say that. And eh, she liked the time, but I could tell this. Uh, whatever it was that I was doing was not reaching her. And so I decided to because your your essay or I, I wish I, I I brought it up here, but it was it was definitely you. Um, and you were just like, Hey, let them find it. If one, you know, have books around, you need to model the behavior, you know, let them find it and let them in, you know, they'll, they'll do it on their own. I thought, man, this is nuts. I need to get on this kid right away. She's going to go to Harvard by the time she's nine. <laughs> I'm going to push her. And actually you were a thousand percent right. Um, she literally taught herself how to read. Now, just as a, a slight background, again, we're getting way off the topic of crypto, but as a slight background, um, I have an older daughter, so I've already kind of raised the daughter. This is a, a younger, so I thought, well, I know everything. I know how to do all this. No, 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 no. She's reading better 
faster than any of my, my previous children. And it is in large part due to the fact that she found it, that she, it's, it's hers. This, this skill is hers. And you want to talk about a self-esteem booster. Um, she's an, she's an insatiable reader now. So I just wanted to get a chance to say thank you for, for that great advice. Oh, that's, that is so awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Kids, when they have a purpose to use reading as a tool to help them get more of what they want in life, they, they learn it easily. I don't think it could keep a child from learning to read in our no. day and age. I don't. Between, between the you know, computers, uh, surrounding your, your children with a written word and based on what they love, it's something that kids learn to do really easily when it's not forced. But people don't want to believe that because we're mm -hmm. forcing kids too young to do things. And we make reading seem so difficult. When reading can be as natural as learning to walk or talk, when you just support your child, give them a life rich with resources um, and support when they, when they learn to read. And it's a huge, huge range of ages that learn to read naturally. So natural reading is very different than uh, government enforced and uh, parent imposed lear you know, learning to read. So it's, thank it's so you. Weird. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Well, awesome. it, thank you uh, because it, it really has changed the way I look at uh, and how I am as a parent and, Obviously, I think I'm the greatest guy on the planet, and I'm so peaceful, and I'm such an evolved parent. I didn't realize how much authoritarianism and, I don't want to say coercion, but kind of, kind of that mentality still existed uh, in my relationship, even to my children. Um, and so it, it taught me a huge, huge, huge lesson uh, that I really needed to humble myself and, um, and let the child kind of, you know, I'm obviously not going to let her run in traffic, but you know, to kind of find your own way. And, and anyway, that, that was a complete tangent, but I wanted to make sure that uh, I, I didn't let you leave without saying thank you because um, if listeners and, and, and readers are kind of wondering why I had Dana on, it, obviously it has to do with Narcopulco and things crypto. But I think you're, you're kind of hearing that she's talking about a, a way of looking at the world that is um, holistic is sort of the buzzword, but all-encompassing that it does impact you. So this, 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 um, I hope it leads basically, uh, some listeners to think, so they've gotten into crypto kind of like in a roundabout way, I'm characterizing the way you have, which is sort of falling into it. And then look, there's, there's sort of these implications that, that derive from crypto. So anyway, right, you right. Are, I, I really appreciate all of your time and, um, and uh, good luck with an aquapoco this year. I think you guys are going to kill it again. And thanks again. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And I loved everything you shared. It was beautiful. So everybody have a wonderful holiday.